They might fight against them, but they love them. Because boundary says that someone cares. Yes. Okay? And in so many instances, I hear them tell me that. It's not just something I make up. They love the fact that that someone will put a boundary around them that says, I care about who you are, who you're with, and what you're doing. So it's important. And that's one of the things that we try to help parents, especially dads, males, understand through our healthy fatherhood initiatives. Hey, we're back for another edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. So glad to have Carol Jackson here with us from Families Matter. Carol ran into you recently at one of my favorite places to eat, the Cracker Barrel. Yes. You and your wonderful husband, Herman. Yes. You know, I have to apologize because you had sent me an email, and I think somewhere it got shuffled around. No problem whatsoever. And you said, hey, it's time to get together. Yes, yes, most definitely. It's been a while, but thank you so much for... uh, Forgiving me and oh, definitely, <laughs> and coming in today. Before we get into families matter, I know you got some grandma activities you're doing. Oh and- my goodness, we have so many things. You know, Herman and I celebrated 50 years of marriage back in December. Congratulations! And so all of our children came, and our grandbabies, all but three grandchildren. So we had a host of family here, and we celebrated with a lot of people that we know and we love. And so it just gives us, it gave us a lot of family time, a lot of grandparenting time, and it just solidifies for me what families really mean. When you say 50 years, that's a long time to be married. That's a very long time. You know, so many couples getting married today, they don't even in their wildest imagination think. Some of them think, well, if it doesn't work out, we can just part ways. Right. Well, you know, within Families Matter, one of the things we do is we offer mentoring for couples that are getting married. In so many instances, they will come and tell us, you know, if this relationship doesn't work, we'll just move to the next one. And we try to help them understand that, first of all, marriage is a covenant between you and God, and there's not to be a separation. And what we're trying to help them understand, we partner with different organizations. Marriage is to bring us together to be holy, not necessarily all the time happy. Happy is in there, but the scripture lets us know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so we're supposed to live in our marriage in order that we honor and praise God. I mean, in the midst of your 50-year marriage, of course, you had retired from a position that yes. you held for how many years at AT&T? Uh, over 25 years over 20, at AT&T. Yeah, and I mean, you had a big region of the U.S. Right, that you, right. you traveled, right. you trained. and Right. So, I mean, you were a professional businesswoman. Right. Married. Right. Involved in ministry. Right. Raising, raising children. Kids. Yeah. You got it. You and got it. So there was some stress on you. Oh, my goodness. I'll, there was stress as far as life is, you know, life throws at you different things at different times Mm. and i truly believe the scripture lets us know that the enemy go about seeking whom he may devour yes so at certain times in our lives he comes at us in different ways so herman and i definitely had our struggles and it's because of those struggles and because of some of the things we learned that we were able to take families matter and do what we're doing today it was that that gave us the foundation to do what we're doing today. Now, Memphis is home for Herman, I believe. Is that right? No. Arkansas is home for both of us. I mean, originally. Okay. But Herman was in service, and through our different travels, we landed in Denver. So 
Arkansas is home right. if we want to consider it home, but we haven't been there in, oh my goodness, 40 years. And you said something that you kind of got stuck with coming to Memphis was these allergies and asthma? Oh my goodness. Oh my <laughs> goodness, you had to bring that up. Yes, yes. My doctor a few weeks ago, a few months ago, came into the examining room and said, well, Carol, I have something to share with you. Welcome to Memphis. Welcome to because Memphis. Because now you have asthma. Oh, my. You know, so it's just one of those things that you just, I love it as far as all the trees, the flowers. I love it. But I can't breathe. So, <laughs> hey, And you gave up the the Colorado mountains, oh, the Rocky Mountain up. High. I gave up, yes. Which really, we talked about this before, it caused you to go in kind of to a depression when oh, you came did. to Memphis first. It did. Yeah. It did. I I went into a deep depression. I didn't realize it because, you know, when you go to church, you're not necessarily supposed to admit that you're depressed because God will heal you from all things. But after realizing that there were some things that were, were going on that I needed help with, yeah. I went and got help and began to understand that when expectations are let down, so many times it send you into a depression, and it sent me into a depression. It wasn't that I did not want to move to Memphis, Byron. My family was in Colorado. I had one daughter in Boston, but the bulk of my family was in Colorado. And I knew where the tide was on the King's Super shelf. And so I did not want to give that up. But I also knew that when I married Herman, however many years ago that was, ago, my job was to be with him. And because he'd made a decision... It was my choice yes. to follow him. And I love Herman. I love his steadiness. Yes. He's a steady guy. He's a he? steady guy. He He's re- very steady. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's interesting how couples come together sometimes that are really polar opposite. Yes. You know, and that's the yes. case for you and Herman. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely. I'm the talker. You invited him here today, right? I, he didn't yes. want to come. Right. <laughs> so I'm the talker, but Herman keeps me very, very steady. And he's, he's just a great guy. He really is. And it's not that our marriage has been perfect. It has not. But what we've learned is to trust in God. Trust in God. And I think any couple in the process, if you're going to have that covenant marriage under God's union, you're both committed to Christ first. Yes. That's where it has to start. That's where it has to start. You know, and Herman and I learned years ago through the Focus on the Family Ministry and their weekend retreats. We did those for years, in fact, we that was one of our wedding gifts to each one of our children when they got married, was to attend a weekend retreat. We learned, we, we came up with a strategy. And because so many times, some of our largest arguments would happen on Sunday morning. Herman was minister of music at our church in Colorado. In so many instances, on Sunday morning, we would have the a knockdown, drag out fight. Not fist fight, no, no, but no. an argument. Sure. And so through those retreats, we learn to have a strategy. So we use that strategy today. If something goes wrong and we're feeling it, one of us will say Sunday morning. Sunday morning is our, like our little keynote thing that we say that means, okay, this has to cease and desist until we can come back again and talk about it when we're not so upset about exactly yeah and And that's wise yeah and it works it works for us and so many times when we revisit whatever that thing was we can't even remember (laughs) why we were so angry about it yeah yeah so we realize that 
it's just the way that life brings you to certain points that you need to manage things differently. Exactly. And I think perception or, as you mentioned, expectations for one oh. thing, you know, we sometimes hold those so high for each other. Definitely. And not realizing we ourselves are coming short in some of the expectations that our spouse would like to see. Well, and know? we have our expectations, Byron, but we don't tell anyone what they are. We just kind of expect we it. We just expect it. We expect yes. the expectations, yeah. We expect it. And so you're walking through life not sharing what that expectation is. And so no one can ever meet it. So we have to just understand that we're all fallen. We're broken. Yes, we are. And we have to make allowances for our brokenness because we want to, we want to treat pe- others. I want to treat Herman like I want Herman to treat me. Back in 2004, Families Matter was founded through a three-year grant from the Urban Child Institute of Memphis. That startup cost really helped begin the marriage enrichment program, it which did. is really foundational. And that's really what you guys are really about. Right. What we're about, we are about the family. I tell them now, things have changed just a little bit, but I tell them now, we're all about the children. I heard your interview yesterday. I, I listen to you often. Thank you. And I heard your interview yesterday, the adverse childhood experiences. And so, so much of what we do has to do with the family and the breakdown of the family. See, we believe, Byron, that much of the chaos that we hear in the media, that we see uh, on the streets of Memphis and all around the country, has to do with the breakdown of the family. And we believe that when fathers are out of place, then the family is out of place. Most of our trainings is educational. Right. It's to help people understand what they need to do. Scripture lets us know my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And my understanding is when we talk about that lack of knowledge, it's not that they didn't have the knowledge. It's they didn't respond to the knowledge. Right. And But in some cases, people don't even have the knowledge. In a lot of cases, the knowledge is not there right. of how to be responsible parents to their children. Because if you've not seen it, if you didn't live with it, then what you tend to do is do that, that you have learned. And it's really, you go back to the biblical structure for family, because, you know, if you look through the the Old Testament, and you look at the uh, the people of Israel, God was constantly reminding them, teach the children, train yes. up the child, you know, have markers and remembrance and things that would cause the child yes. to reflect back on yes. what God had done, you yes. know. And so that's so important. Yes, it is. So many instances when parents have not grown up in that type of environment. And we know for many of our parents today, because they're not living in a two-parent home to where things like that are taught. And even sometimes if they are, parents are going in so many different directions, it does not matter in so many instances the economic status because parents spend so much time at work. I was watching a young man yesterday. Father had brought the child to work with him. The child is in another room on his headset, playing a game on the computer. There's so much going on that we're not teaching our children the way they should go. And then we wonder why they turn out the way they do. Exactly. You know, why is this happening? Uh, Something you and I talked about while we were at the restaurant at the Cracker Barrel was boundaries. Exactly. Children love boundaries. They love them. They might fight against them, but they love them. Because boundaries says that someone cares. Yes. Okay? And in so many instances, I hear them tell me that. 
It's not just something I make up. They love the fact that that someone will put a boundary around them that says, I care about who you are, who you're with, and what you're doing. So it's important. And that's one of the things that we try to help parents, especially dads, males, understand through our healthy fatherhood initiatives. Well, let's talk about as you teach these boundaries and responsibility for boundaries to someone that has no perspective or insight or any thought of boundaries set for them due to that lack of parental structure. I mean, where do you begin? Well, we begin where they are. We begin where they are because we truly believe that unless they are heard, they do not hear us. So we begin where they are. And let me just say, my role in in teaching, educating, mentoring those men is, is basically to make sure that they're welcome, make sure that they feel that they are heard, and make sure that they know that someone is there that that cares about what's going on in their lives. I am not their instructor. I believe that men need to teach men. So we have men that's doing that. And that's where Herman comes in. Exactly. Herman has a team. Herman has a team of men. Yeah, you guys tag team this ministry together, and that's really important. Let's go back to thinking back since, and I know you weren't the original director for the ministry, but since you've been in, Carol, what are some changes in the family in our community that you have seen since you started with Families Matter? Well, you know, the the change in the families has been vast because there's been so many different movements that have happened throughout society that has changed some things. It's trying to change the definition, it's too. It's trying to yeah. change the definition. So our role is to make sure that God's definition remains. It's husband and wife and children in the family. Now, we recognize that there's other structures, and we invite people to our educational opportunities, but we do not change our message. You know, just the other day, the Rogers family, this couple that is probably in their early 60s, they decided to foster some children through youth villages. They took two boys in who actually had two sisters, too, ages between 12, uh, the four children between 12 and 6. And they already have three grown children out of the house now. Wow. And they decided, we're going to adopt these children. And so they, they've got a new home. Yes. And They're heroes. And they brought the kids up here, too. But they know the value of family. Yes. You know? And the importance of those children coming out of that foster home situation, being able to see a mom and a dad that will love them yeah. and care for them yes. and protect them and support them. That's important. Uh, Positive impact on families that you've seen as people engage the program that you offer. Well, we, you know, we've had several families that have just been, it's been incredible. One young man talked about, in fact, he called me not too long ago because now he has started such a great relationship. He has such a great relationship with his, his daughter and he's able to talk to the daughter's mom because in so many instances when the family is broken, when the relationship with the mom ends, so does the relationship in so many instances with the children. So because of the the program that he went through, he's now able to have that conversation with the mother. He sees his daughter regularly. In fact, he has her most of the summer. He was able to get a job, a job that he loves. So he's he likes what he's doing, which means he will stay on that job. Yeah. Had another young man who um, was driving, uh, was actually in school, 
to get his um, CDL, his commercial driver's license. Of course, because he had was out of compliance with his child support, they rescinded his license. He couldn't continue school. He came into our program. I talked to some people, got his license restored. He graduated, started driving hazmat, whatever it's called for Arkansas. So there's all kinds of changes. Wow. Met a lady in a class that I forgot that we, Herman and I had literally counseled them before they got married. And she came up to me and she said, thank you. We are still married today because of the things you all taught us in that session. (laughs) So, Byron, it's been many things. I mean, when I walk into some place and someone walks up to me and they know who I am because of a class that we've taught or or I've introduced the class and a person has been changed by it, it's rewarding. That's rewarding to me. Well, that's priceless. It's priceless. It 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 is. is. And then if I can tell you one more, and then what we're doing in schools with young teenagers, teaching them healthy relationship skills. We had a dinner on April 12th, and the students that came out and talked about the impact of the outreach educator that we send into schools and how that person helped them understand what it is to have a healthy relationship and not get into situations that will derail their future. For me, and I, I know for members of my board, that was, like you said, that was priceless. That's another priceless, priceless. story. Yes. Oh, Carol, wow. I know that has got to be so fulfilling for it's you. It's very fulfilling. You know, it has to be. And then, you know, Byron, we teach um, men again, teach a program to fifth graders through 12th graders, a program called The 12 Principles of Manhood. And I don't know them all, but the first one I do know is today I will stand and be a man. And then there's one in there that talks about today I will honor women because I come from a woman. And then there's others about my character. It's a character-building curriculum. And during this dinner, one of the young men from Berclair Elementary stood and recited all of the principles that he had learned that year, last year. Wow. And the, 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 that's part of the story that was so awesome. But the other part was his father, when they signed him up to take the class, his father decided, you know, I'm sending my son to do this character education that I don't know anything about. So I'm going to go and see what they're <laughs> teaching my son. Yep. Now, that's a responsible father. That is. Well, he came to the first class, and he liked it. So then he came back to the second class. He liked it. Then Herman had some challenges, so the other men started coming every week, and and this man kept coming. And guess who's now one of our instructors? This father. The father of one of those young men. Carol, that's incredible. Byron, it's a blessing, and it's a blessing from God. What's the typical process when you talk about mentoring these young men how long how often do you walk with them I mean, are the classes weekly or monthly or how much time are you actually spending with them well see, because we are multifaceted our classes of, of the 12 principles of manhood we are in shelby county schools and with those classes whenever the teachers let us come in we actually have an agreement with different schools and so we start late september early October, and we're with those students from whatever time early fall we start until school ends in May. 
Oh, wow. So, so we're the with her the entire school year. And then with the fathers that I was talking about. And this we, is public school. This is public school. Wow. This is public school. I have to give a shout out to the principal at Berkeley, Dr. Sam Shaw, because he was the original principal to allow us to come in. And from that, we are now in, I don't know, it's probably 20, 25 uh, schools. <laughs> and we could be in more if I had more instructors so that we could could do it. Okay, are you hearing that, listeners, right now, men out there, that yeah. you can be an instructor after the training? You exactly. Could probably, you could we give, give the training. training that could, and then we stay with the instructor. We always send a what we would call a rookie instructor. We would send a seasoned instructor with them so that they would understand how to work through the process. Because in order to help these students learn, remember, we have to go where they are. And we have to understand where they're coming from and be able to help them understand that they can create a better life for themselves by learning basic principles that perhaps you got from your father or from your grandfather. I was just thinking as the Apostle Paul, not quoting a particular, but just thinking in general, I think I remember reading where he talked about a a door was opened up for him to do ministry. I mean, here's an open door for the church. Yes. For public education to go in and to impact some positive impact students yeah yes. wow this is incredible and then our the other program that i mentioned uh, where the, the young man stood and talked about uh, the character education piece um that's a program where we that's another shelby county schools program where we have an outreach educator that goes in and literally talks to teenagers so where he's there all day depending on the needs of the teacher talking to teenagers about making healthy relationship choices, not derailing your future because of a incident. Yes. And so that's dependent upon the teacher. And then uh, the other program that I mentioned is nurturing parents, nurturing fathers, where we're with men 10 to 12 weeks, teaching them how to care for, love, protect, nurture, and financially support their children. See, we believe that when the relationship with the woman ends in so many cases, the relationship also ends with the children. And we want fathers to understand that that's criminal. Yeah. Their relationship with their children should always be intact. And I think I told this story. I don't know if I told you this. This happened. I met the, a, a gentleman at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. He was actually a bus driver for one of the ministries, and they had a display there at the convention. He was a retired Detroit police officer. He told me the story how, as an off-duty police officer to a service station to fill up on gas late at night, the store was robbed. He was shot, and he thought he was going to die. While he was in the hospital lying there, he started thinking about the children that he had fathered. Some 15 children by different women. And he said, God just really showed up in a way. And he said, God, I want to be the father I never was for these children if you let me live. He told me this amazing story. I did the interview actually inside the bus, and it's on my archive, I believe. But anyway, uh, he healed from the wounds. He started calling these women up. Wow. Now, some of them didn't want to talk to him, exactly. and they hung up on him. But he was able to gather all those children and he took them to breakfast. Wow. Went by and started picking them up. And one of the older daughters said, Daddy, who are all these children? <laughs> and said, Honey, you're about to find out. Oh, wow. And so he went to the restaurant, Bob Evans restaurant, wow. and told them, I'm your dad. These are your siblings. 
And he said it was incredible. They started realizing they had sisters and brothers they didn't know they had. Well, many of those kids today, he has helped financially get through college. Wow. He did what he told God he would do. You know, wow. took the responsibility yes. that he knew he had messed up so many lives yes. and he wanted to make restitution. He, he wanted to make amends for that. He did. Wow. How awesome. How awesome that, you know, we just started a new class of our nurturing parents. It started on Monday night. And one of the things that I said to the men, because when they first come in, they are a little hesitant, more aggressive, um, want to tell me all about, want to tell us all about how the system is doing them wrong. So I challenged them, put the system out of business, take care of your children. Wow. And you can put the system out of business by taking responsibility for those children that you have a responsibility towards. Carol Jackson, I love you and Herman. Thank you so much for every time we get together. It's so incredible. We were at Cracker Barrel. We'd already finished eating, and we sat there probably for another 45 minutes to an hour because there's so much good stuff to talk about. It was wonderful. Uh, Unfortunately, we're not at the Cracker Barrel right now. We're on the radio, and we're in time constraints, so we have to kind of wrap up today's program. Uh, those listening want more information. Are you still connected with the Christ Community Health Services? We are. We're housed there. Okay. We're not a. We are literally a partner, a collaborator with Christ Community because now we offer our dynamic dads classes at the Fraser, one of the Fraser, one of their clinics, right. the Fraser Clinic, and so we are now a partner. I have the the privilege of being on their board of directors. So we we but we're still there. They they give us in kind space and i'm so grateful for the the ceo there um lady Chantel leatherwood she's just a wonderful person a person that believes in prayer so she's she's just she's <laughs> my shero at this point oh yes. i love that okay so if folks listening want more information about families matter what should they do they should go to our website familiesmattermemphis.org or they can get us on facebook which is families matter memphis they can always call the office. We are, you know, our number there is 901-260-8520. And so they, whatever, just go to Families Matter Memphis, and it'll give you information on us. Carol, thank you so much. Oh, Byron, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> I am so grateful that our paths crossed. Oh, I'm glad we're ago. friends. I am, I too. really am. And so next time we'll get Herman in the seat, We too. will. We will. We'll we bring will. We'll, yeah. I'll, I'll bring him in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.